Hey everyone, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a bonus episode from Long Story Short the Podcast. I'm Megan. Hi, I'm Wendy. And today we're discussing Love Down Under, a standalone original movie on the Hallmark Channel. We are in between Spring Fling and Summer Nights, and we've got a handful of standalone movies that I think they just kind of pull from the vault because we have some information to share about that in a little bit. But first, of course, if you're brand new to the podcast, welcome. This is a bonus episode, which means it's extra. Surprise! We have our regular episodes every Tuesday. And this week, we talked all about our nighttime routines, what we do in between dinner and bedtime. And as an extra bonus, bonuses everywhere, that was a video episode available to all of our Patreon subscribers. So if you visit MeganandWendy.com slash Patreon, you can see all of the extras we offer for our Patreon subscribers. And this is a great week to join because there's so much new content coming to Patreon. If you want more from us free stuff, you can hop into our Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties. We had an interesting conversation about everyone's Hallmark movie watching habits in there. And (laughs) you can also join us on Instagram, where we are Megan and Wendy LSS. We also love your emails. Ooh, I got a little frog in the throat this Uh morning. We love your emails. So send them to us at MeganAndWendy at gmail.com. And I believe we have a special one today. We do. I will tell you that I was both excited and terrified to receive this email. <laughs> and this email is from, uh-oh, listen to me. <clears throat> uh-oh, it's contagious through the microphone. <laughs> from 20 miles away. This email is from Linda Lisa Hater, who Hallmark fans will know as a popular Hallmark movie director and the director of Right in Front of Me. Now, if you listen to last week's episode... We had wonderful things to say about the movie. It was not a slam of the movie at all. Mm-hmm. However, there was a <laughs> lot of bleeping in that episode. So welcome, if that was your first experience with us. Uh, well, you know, I'm not a perfect, so. I'm That's not a perfect Hallmark woman. We're, we contain multitudes. Exactly. Now, One thing she said, she popped in and she said, yes, to confirm, two days before we started filming here in Vancouver, we had an unusual dump of snow. Our set decorators had been decorating a patio and barbecue area with flowers and candles in the pool and lights strewn everywhere. And then the snow started to heavily fall. Doesn't usually happen in Vancouver like that, but it did this time. So... They had to pull everything inside, and I was forced to shoot many scenes inside instead of outside. Doesn't look spring and pretty when the whole place is covered in snow. Hence, yes, a big chunk of the movie was quickly changed to inside. I asked the props department to quickly find a Jenga game and croquet mallets, etc., to make it look like our characters do actually go outside. But we couldn't show it. Snow, which days later dissolved into mud. Oh, jeez. So we had speculated that there was a reason the majority of this movie takes place in one room. Be We knew from Julie Sherman Wolf that there was a ton of snow in this movie. And so many of the outdoor scenes were moved in. And we suspected that that impacted quite a bit. So that's going to be so difficult for a director who like has a vision of what it's going to yes. look like. And then, boom, you can't do that. And now you got to shoot in one room. Yeah, I guess she did best with what she had you know absolutely i can i don't like plans changing 
away from <laughs> what like my vision was and not getting my way. So I can envision myself having like a frustrated cry on the corner thinking about <laughs> like all this snow falling down and ruining my beautiful candles in the pool scene and outdoor s'mores. But I do think they made it work. <laughs> Did she have anything else to say? She just said thank you and we're lovely. So that was very nice. Oh, good. That's so nice. Like I was when you told me that she had wrote us an email, written us an email. I was like, oh, no. What did I say? I like that movie. I didn't hate that movie. Did I say bad things about that movie? Oh, my God. I had yes. totally forgotten that I had said a lot of like unsavory things <laughs> about another email. So, yeah. Yeah. I did a full body clench when I saw who. <laughs> email came in from but it was lovely and of course we do love your emails so thank you so much for that and we welcome additional feedback about the show yeah this week we're talking about love down under and wendy do you have a synopsis i do ready new york restaurateur carolyn inherits a cafe in lemon myrtle cove australia while there she starts falling for the place and its people particularly simon the cafe's charming local chef starring cindy busby and tim ross let's move into some news and notes about this movie mm-hmm. there's quite a few oh good i have a couple Okay. Go ahead. This was filmed on location in Australia, mostly in Queensland. Some of the village scenes were filmed on the Brisbane coastline in the suburbs of Shorncliffe and Sandgate. But Lemon Myrtle Cove is a fictional town. Indeed. Now, you might be saying Australia is one of the countries that has had their COVID act together and has not allowed anybody from other countries to come in. How do they do it? Hmm. They filmed in 2019. Yeah, prior to the... Apparently, Australia has been closed to travelers. Their borders have been closed since March 2020. I didn't wasn't aware of that. Okay, I have a, another news and note. Yeah. The featured Seagull Cafe was actually filmed at a real cafe called The Hamptons. I did not know that. It's so funny because The Hamptons are like a New York thing. Uh-huh here in the United States. So it's funny that Australia has a cafe called the Hamptons. I wonder what's the relevance there. If you know, Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. Do you know the original title of this movie? I do indeed. It was called Romance on the Menu. It originally aired on Netflix Australia in 2020. So... What we're looking at here is an acquired movie. Yes. Yes. I was going to say the same thing. That's very interesting. Here's my question. And it might be kind of a spoiler. Why the heck did Hallmark acquire this movie? Because it was a real stinker. Is it possible that Hallmark created this movie and sold it to Netflix Australia for streaming there and then waited Mm. to put it into their own programming? Interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I need somebody who's on the inside to email us. And of course, this stars Cindy Busby, who was also in Chasing Waterfalls, a spring fling movie that we did not enjoy. And (laughs) with that in mind, maybe we jump to first impression. Okay. Hold on. I have a a lot of pages of notes for this movie. Mm -hmm. My first impression is, what a stinker. They should have saved their money and showed a rerun of As As Luck Would Have It. (gasps) 
So my first impression is with as many problems as this movie had, I found myself enjoying it. No, I know. God, no. A no. Good movie oh, in a good goodness. mood. Let me set the scene really quickly. I waited until the very last minute to watch this movie. And so it's last night at about seven o'clock and I get out the iPad and I'm watching the movie and I was kind of grumpy about it. I was like, why didn't you start this earlier? It could have been done. Anyway. And then found myself, the time flew by. I have a lot of things to say about the movie. It was not a perfect movie. It wasn't even necessarily a great movie. Not, there are many movies of this year that rank above it. And yet I still really, it, it was a pleasant two hours. Oh my God. We cannot be friends anymore. Well, did you like anything about this movie? Well, I liked uh, some of the IMDb reviews. Can I read them real quick? Oh, I read some too. Go ahead. Yeah, One of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> Possibly one of the worst movies of the year. Couldn't even sit through it. Waste of time. Truly embarrassing as an Australian. It was funny to me that a number of the IMDb comments were about it as an Australian movie. People were very upset. Like, this is not a good representation of Australian film. And I got to tell you, watching this, I would not have taken this as, oh, I didn't like this. Not going to like anything the Aussies have to offer, right? <laughs> no, never. I did think, no. though, that those comments, like they were taking it very personally, that this look at Australia was not particularly well done. Well, I'm worried that they're like, uh, these Americans put all their stupid cheese all over our <laughs> fantastic location and actors. Sorry. Okay, did did you like anything <laughs> else about this movie? I'm, I'm scanning my notes. I'm scanning my notes. Okay, the only thing I liked in this movie was the cute dog and his cute name. Other than that, I hated everything about it. I have Spatch on my list of things that I like as well. I Look, I enjoy a movie shot on location. I thought it had a real summery feel to it. That kind of put me in a good mood, even though I hate summer. I'm watching it from my cool house where it's not hot yet. Oh, look at they're in shorts and it's sunny and they're on the water. That's making me excited about summer. Okay, I have a question, though. Yes? Did they ever show in the New York scenes any outdoor? Because I can't recall. I only know that she was like... In the kitchen no. or whatever. They never showed outside, right? No, and I assume that they filmed that also in Australia. Yes, on a set or whatever. Right. But I was wondering, like, okay, now it makes sense. Like, they didn't show her, like, walking outside in New York and it's summer in New York. Because it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be summer, be summer in, in Australia. Yes, that's the point I'm trying to make. I see. I wanted to see if they showed any outside scenes while she was in New York. My memory says no, that it yes. was all inside the restaurant. And even exactly. there's like one scene where she almost walks outside, but she doesn't. They stand in the doorway. So, And what about at the end when he comes back, when he comes to New York to see her? They're still in the restaurant. They're inside, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Go ahead. The final thing that I liked about this movie is... Caroline's career arc. We complained last week that sometimes our characters want too much. They have these perfectly lovely careers and the Hallmark writers say, nope, you need to be more. You need to want more. And I felt like that wasn't the case for her. And I felt like she really found her place. She found her way in this job that she loved. And I appreciated that in comparison to the, what we see happen to some of the other women in these Hallmark movies. Okay, that's fair. However, you don't have to like the movie. It's okay. 
Oh, I I'm not don't trying like, to convince you. You don't have to. I'm here to tell you I hated everything about it. I first of all, I've watched enough Top Chef and enough Hell's Kitchen to know that she did not embody an executive chef. So I th- here's Ooh, what tell it, me more. Here's what it breaks down to. I think Cindy Busby is not a great actress. Mm-hmm. I feel like she doesn't emote on her face. They're at the end where like he's telling her he loves her or what he wants to be with her or whatever. And she just has like the same look on her face, which always looks like she's smelling a fart. Like it's never great. It drives me crazy. I don't like Cindy Busby. I said it. (laughs) Look, that's fair. I have a non positively expressive face. Like I always look angry. I need to a glimpse of myself. Not I can true. Smile, but my resting face is not a happy face. No, it's fine. Yes, I have. A, what is it called? RF. RBF. RBF. Yes, I have that all the time too. But no, her face, like when somebody's talking to you, Megan, I talk to you all the time. I see your face all the time. You react with your face, even I'm, when you're wearing I'm not a mask. A fart. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. I'm just like, it's like she's. Thinking about what her next line is. She's Uh, not reacting to the actor in front of her. It drives me bananas. So I don't want you to say like, oh, I do the same thing. No, you have a reactive (laughs) emoting face. There's something about her. And I, I don't know if it's because I have a positive association with her because of our experience with we talk about this a lot, but with an old show called Date My Dad that was on up TV. And I kind of have put that experience behind rose colored glasses. Yes. Because it's, mm-hmm. you know, we're several years out from it. That was not a great TV show, but I really enjoyed the process of working on that TV show. And so I think I've kind of like put her and all of the other actors, some of who I really enjoy, like Maddie Finocchio, I find highly entertaining. So I think maybe that's my view of her. I'm like, she's part of this experience that was very positive for me. And so I give her a little bit of bonus as a result. Okay, fine. But I can't. I agree with you. She's definitely not my favorite Hallmark actress. No, she's not good. Not good at all. I mean, I'm trying. I don't want to compare. I'm trying to compare her in Chasing Waterfalls and this movie, which two movies I hated. I hated Chasing Waterfalls and I hated this movie. But this was better. Don't you think? Okay, let's compare the two. Oh, I worse don't. or the same? I don't remember. Let me go back in my notes here and see what I gave Chasing Waterfalls. Go ahead. You can go ahead and compare the two. Well, the only comparison that I would offer is that my viewing experience was more positive. I found myself in a better mood watching this. I did buy her relationship a little bit more in this movie. I loved both had great lead actors, so that's not a fair comparison. But I didn't love the premise of chasing waterfalls there are a lot of things i didn't like i didn't like giving the waterfalls personality now there are things i didn't like about this movie too and we'll get into that but i did enjoy it more i if don't I ha- watch one again i would choose this one i don't have what my rating was for chasing waterfalls just that i hated it <laughs> so i don't i don't remember what i gave that movie and the side characters in this movie are much better than chasing no. waterfalls okay So you will probably have something to say about this next section, which is what did you wish for in this movie? I wish for a better story, better actors, and better wardrobe. (laughs) 
I liked her shorts wardrobe. Oh my god. Uh, okay, I'm gonna. Okay, wait. It was in the did you see that? But since we're talking about her wardrobe, towards the end of the movie, she's wearing a ruffled like sleeveless shirt. Yes. With, with huge belted shorts. Yes. And these terrible platform sandals. It's the whole look head to toe is awful. Like they don't go together. It was so bad. And I love, I even said it in last week or the week before, like I love whoever does the costuming for most Hallmark movies because they're so good. This was so bad. That's so funny because I know the exact outfit you're discussing. And I thought, what a cute dressy shorts outfit. I could not have worn those shorts. Cindy Busby's tiny it would look like I was wearing a diaper if I were to wear those high-waisted large shorts. But I enjoyed her shorts. So no. let me tell you what I wished for. Okay. I wished for a rewrite on the fiancé story. We get that story in reverse. We get a little bit in the very beginning where the mother is kind of saying, what about Nathaniel? What about Nathaniel? They have a brief interaction where it becomes clear that he maybe didn't love her work on the restaurant. Did we even know that was her fiancé in the beginning? I I don't think so. And then when he swings by Australia, which is not a thing that people do, he calls himself her fiancé. And then they have this argument in which she explains their relationship by yelling at him to the audience when she's like, you broke off our engagement because I worked too hard. And now that it's a success, now you want to get back together with me. I knew that the Nathaniel piece was going to be something of a wrench from the beginning because it was kind of this uncomfortable moment that they had. But was it even necessary? Well, that's a great question because we already have, like, we needed to have some bit of conflict between Cook and Caroline, right? And yeah, already- it's called an ocean. They live on two separate continents. Yes, excellent point. And we already have that the the server in the restaurant, Marla has this idea in her head that Cook is seducing Caroline to get her to save the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, And this is one of those moments where, even though he tells her over and over again that's not what's happening, she just believes it. And, of course, that creates a 15-second moment of conflict for our characters. I don't think we also needed their interruption of the fiancé coming in to also further throw a wrench. Like, Marla could have ruined that moment as well if we needed mm-hmm. to have. Like, we have the fiancé comes, and then the very next scene we have Caroline overhearing Marla saying, like, you tried to seduce her and it didn't that's not the word she used and it didn't seduce. work <laughs> and the these scenes are back to back so i i think you make a good point was the fiance necessary no i think we get the image that she's a workaholic without him being there a workaholic with no joy and i would also like to say that i wish that there was less of the dog whining as a plot point I thought the dog was so cute, but like the dog only needs to be in one scene. It's not the movie is not about the dog, but the dog whines to punctuate so many moments. She's like tapping the photo of her aunt. They're always having conversations with the dog and the dog is always whining. No, we don't need that. The dog can be in the scene. He doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to have lines. It's it's almost like my beef with that, with the, you know, kooky, hokey music that they'll play. 
you know. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of that in this movie, too. But, like, sometimes it bugs me more in some movies than others. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Mm -hmm. ooh, ooh, ooh. I I can't articulate it, and I know that's the my point here, my job. But you know what I'm talking about when the music is telling me I have to like pay attention. Well, we discussed this a little bit, but let's make sure we've touched everything, and we're going on to uh oh, roadblocks in the way of our movie couple, and in this case, it's not a roadblock, but it's an ocean. Yeah, and she doesn't live in California; she lives in New York. Mm-hmm. So not only does she have the 16 hours between California and Australia, but she's got the six between New York and California. This sounds like a nightmare to me. Yeah, it was so stupid. So, like, at the end, she's like, you guys can run the cafe and I'll just come and check in a couple times a year. Like, what? (laughs) Like, that is so hard to do. You're just going to jump on a plane? It's not like you're flying to Las Vegas from California. Whatever. You know what I mean. It's a far trip. Have you been to Australia? I can't remember. I have not, but my husband has. I That's like the thought of being on an airplane that long sounds so daunting to me. Agree. So to just like be flippant about it in a movie, like I'll just come visit a couple times a year. Well, and at the end, he says, I know you live here and I live there, but I feel like we've got to make this work. And I'm like, dude, I want a roof for you guys, but she's got to move. (laughs) Or he needs to move. Right. One of the two. So, I mean, come on, sell the damn cafe. It's fine. Those people will be fine. Uh, Right. I know. Or why could she not just... I don't know. Like, why could she not just give it to them? Why could she? Not? I don't like she does. I don't know. Just don't give know. it. Yeah. 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 She inherited this cafe. Just give it. Turn over ownership to Tim Ross, whatever that guy's name was. Cook. Right? Simon. Whatever. Yeah. Is she? Whatever. Oh, my God. I'm so fired up about a stupid ass movie. Well, and we know that the cafe does not make a lot of money. So keeping it is not really at a big advantage to her. Right. And she spends all her savings. I, um, okay. Okay. Dumb. The other roadblocks are Caroline's fake fiance returns Mm -hmm. and Cook is accused of faking his affection for her. And of course, Caroline wants to sell the restaurant and put everyone out of a job. I mean, is there nowhere else to work in this tiny little town? Right. Exactly. There's. (sighs) And I can understand that, right? Like, you don't necessarily want to come in and ruin their lives by selling. But this is, I think, a case where it makes a lot of sense. Like you said, she lives on the other side of the planet. (laughs) It is not necessarily reasonable for her to hang on to this business. Let's go to Did You See That? I talked about my Did Just Sees That. So go ahead. Oh, you're done. Yeah. All right, here you go. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to start on a positive note. There was a line that I really liked when she, Caroline, says, don't you get tired of seeing the same people every day? And Cook says, I wasn't expecting you. Mm. Okay. There's a scene where she brings Cook iced tea. And there is a distinct sound of ice clinking in the iced tea. And it is, that sound is used to great effect. There's no ice in the iced tea. There's a lemon in there. There's no ice. Certainly not the amount of ice that would be clinking, clinking all the way as she hands it to him on the roof. No, no. (laughs) Okay. 
There is an image that they use multiple times in her restaurant in New York, and that is the image of the three heads stacked peeking out around the curtain. Now, <laughs> does anybody do this anywhere but in television? Like, I'll go low, you go high. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> There is a line flub in this movie that they kept. Did you catch it? No. Now, I have many comments about this scene, and this is the food fight scene, which is the driest food fight I've ever seen. I'm like, there's <laughs> there's, there's not an egg. There's not a mayo tub in there. It's all dry goods that you're throwing at each other. And I think the reason they kept this line flub is because this is at the point where they had started throwing flowers. So things were starting to stick to them and make a mess. And she says, and you looks at me like that. And it was in the closed captioning and I rewound to make sure. And it was supposed to say, and you look at me like that. It's very clear that she's supposed that she says, and you looks at me like that. And they just kept going because that's a lot of cleanup. No budget for reshooting that scene. (laughs) In the final scene with, I don't understand what was happening with these reviewers. Was this like a fake Michelin star situation? (laughs) They're taking their fancy smoky dessert out. Yeah. They put them on two entirely different dessert plates. Oh, really? (laughs) Like they're not even, one has like a super high ridge, like a rim that comes straight upwards and the other one's flat it was they weren't even remotely similar that seemed odd to me and finally the hand-drawn map did you see the hand-drawn map i no i don't think i watched it that closely so when she arrives in australia now this is a scene that somebody could come back and explain to me because cook is talking to caroline he's like the restaurant's that way and the town's that way and it is possible That he said, oh, and I left you a map in the cottage. But I don't know. And I remember being mildly distracted. And then she walks out of the cottage and she's holding a eight and a half by 11 piece of paper with a hand drawn map of the town on it. And I don't know if he had said that he had left a map or if this is their town map that someone drew on a piece of printer paper (laughs) with hand drawn little houses to represent the building. I don't know which one of those things is true. And that's all I have for Did You See That, which means it's time for the ratings. And I think you might be surprised by what I rate this movie, but you should go first. I gave it a half a star for Spatch. Well, I do think you rated this lower than you rated Chasing Waterfalls. This is a 2.25 star for me. Oh, my God. I wouldn't actively seek it out to rewatch it. I did find myself happy watching it. No, I hated it. I wanted to give it a zero. I hate Can we do that? Of course. Okay, well, it gets it gets half a star because I thought Spatch, short for Spatula, was a, a very clever, cute name for a dog. I agree. Now, next week, we have another standalone movie, and this movie is going to be very stressful for me to watch. This movie is called Baby, It's Cold Inside, and it takes place in an ice hotel. And this is not our first Hallmark <laughs> movie in an ice hotel. And ice hotels give me extreme anxiety. Why? Well, because Why? it's ice. And ice ice is scary because... What if it collapses on you? Oh, my God. And then You have irrational fears. Go ahead. I have irrational fears. That doesn't sound fun to me. What if the giant block of ice comes loose because it's warmer outside than they anticipate that it's going to be and crashes in on me? I Nope, doesn't... Looks very pretty, though. I actually did think the previews (laughs) made it look like a funny movie. So, fingers crossed, that's not just clever editing. I think it looks terrible. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can't get excited for these standalones because now I have watched enough Hallmark this year to know that the standalones are a dud. If they can't get them into like a seasonal lineup, they're dead to me. Except, except that on May 15th, we have Sweet Carolina, which stars Lacey Chabert and Tyler Hines, and that those are two powerhouse Hallmark movie actors. So mm-hmm. crossing my fingers for that one. Yeah, we'll see. All right, friends. <clears throat> we will, of course, be back next Thursday discussing Baby It's Cold Inside. And before that, we'll be back on Tuesday with our regular weekly episodes that we would love for you to tune in. If you have a minute, please swing by and leave us a rating or a review. It means so much to us and to our show. And have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.